Man, hold up, just slow up and show up, you bro up, I'm back up a minute like damn You know what, I'm so clutch, I don't have to show bucks, they know that I got it like damn Book your favorite artist for some Zans, them drugs really hold them down Down, damn, down, down, damn, damn, damn Man, hold up, just slow up and show up, you bro up, I'm back Welcome to another episode of the Pot Takes Podcast, this is episode number four As always, I am your host, the Notorious D.R.E., joined by two of the most creative people I have ever interacted with in my 25 years of living. Oh, to my left, the one, the only, Roy Calvin in the building. What's good, what's good? To my right, literally my right hand man, if you want to say, the one, the well actually you're not the one and only because, well nah, that's, that's your brother named after your daddy. You know? Kind of, yeah, a little piece of my daddy. Yeah, so. But you know him, we all know him as Denzel Andrew in the building. Hi, Mom. <laughs> How you doing, Miss Andrew? I'm coming over this Sunday to get a bell pepper. <laughs> Just as an FYI. But uh, as I stated, this is the Podtex Podcast, episode four. Uh, I wanted to get these two dudes in the building because, um, as I stated, over my, over my time around these two cats, I always find myself leaving the conversation just a little bit more smarter than it was when I entered it. So I wanted to bless their wisdom and their creativity to the mic. And uh, kind of give an idea into how it is they operate and their creative doings. Um, so just to kind of give the people an idea of what it is you two got going on, we'll start with you, uh, Mr. Roy Calvin. Um, tell the people kind of like what it is you do endeavor in with your art. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm the next person that's, that you're going to hear say I'm an artist, not a rapper. <laughs> but I'm really a rapper. Um, I, I mean, I've been doing music since I was like 14. Uh, I've done everything from music to parody videos to comedy and uh, fake songs that I've made up since forever, since as long as I can think. Uh, so I just do anything that's creative, whether it's video editing or anything I can get my hands on that makes me feel like I'm adding something to the world. Same question to you, Mr. Andrew. Already, well, uh, you know, I hate when when you're like in a group interview for a job and then the guy ahead of you said the same thing <laughs> that you were thinking and you kind of stuck like, dang, what am I going to say? I don't want to say the same thing as that guy. But pretty much, man, uh, I'm a musician, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana, born, uh, been uh, playing music since I was nine. My mom made us all, you know, forced us all to play instruments. So just recently, I picked up the guitar about five years ago because um, a lot of people... Well, you guys don't know my story. Well, I, I stopped playing music when I moved to Texas and picked up, you know, comedy and acting and everything like that because, no offense, Texas, but I'm from New Orleans. So, like, playing the saxophone in Texas wasn't the same as playing the sax in New Orleans. It was just different. So, just recently, I, you know, picked up my uh, my musical chops again. And, I'm, you know, I've been in, the, been in the lab, as I call it, the last two years. Uh, people haven't seen me on any social media. You haven't seen me out on the town. I've been literally in my apartment with my fiance and my two dogs, um, <laughs> creating things to present to the world. So sanctuary. Oh yeah, your creative sanctuary. Oh, yeah. That's a good starting point. Let's touch on that. Your, if I mean, if we want to go with the term sanctuary, your creative sanctuary. What's your optimum environment 
to where you feel out where you feel like you're putting out your best work. Um, we started with you before, Roy. We'll, we'll go back to you, Denzel. What's um, paint the picture for me? Like, I mean, what's going on in your house? Who's around? Cool. You playing music? Are you you know are you, are you are you got a little alcohol in your system? Got a little weed in your system? You cool. know, kind of paint that picture for All me. All right, cool. Um, to to get the creative juices flowing, man. Me and Roy actually touched on this before the podcast started. Um, I'm a real social person, but like I said, I've been at my house being a hippie for the last two years. So those social people happen to come and go. And most of those times, it's kind of like a smoke sesh or something like that when a homie stopping by and stuff like that. So I really love being at home where I can control the environment. You know, I can sit there with my guitar. I can belt out notes and nobody's going to look at me funny. Nobody's going to be trying to, you know, like I'm a comedian, you know, and I, I'm, I can, you know, I can take a joke. But when I'm trying to write music, like I don't want anybody critiquing it as I'm writing. Yeah, you know right, what right. I'm saying? So I like to be alone for the most part, but, you know, occasionally have people filter in and out. Um, as well as you know, I already mentioned taking taking a little herb, but let me touch on that. I don't necessarily need herb, need marijuana to write music or to create anything. Um, one reason why I do um, smoke smoke herb, the one of the biggest reasons, because of anxiety. Like um, before I hit the stage, man, it's not like I get nervous to the point to where I want to throw up. But it's like, I get anxious. Like, man, I can't wait five minutes till till I hit the stage. Four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. Like, my anxiety is through the roof all the time. And I know I can be prescribed something for it, something way worse than marijuana. And it, it helps me. Like, for instance, when I'm writing a new song, figuring out chord progressions, that's like, that's mind-wracking. Like, okay, what note am I going to play after this? So I, I take a little bit of the herb so it can slow me down and I won't be ready to shoot myself because I'm upset because I can't write the song. Right. So, you know, I like to be at my house comfortable, maybe a little herb, maybe not. Depends on the situation and let's and go from there. Work. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. Same question to you. Uh, to piggyback off of what he said, very similar. It's, uh, being alone, I think every artist is a hermit. I think everybody likes to be alone in certain aspects of the creation process, but there are a lot of different aspects of the creation process. So for me, I like to be alone when I'm thinking up stuff to create. Um, and mainly really just when I'm recording, that's the only time I absolutely really have to be alone. I recorded in a studio full of people the first time last week and it was great because it was a, um, it was an uncomfortable situation. I was outside my comfort zone and it helped me grow. But at the same time, to get the best result, I think uh, being at 100% alone in that aspect. Now, uh, something that uh, Denzel had said earlier off the air was when uh, taking a little bit from somebody's conversation or anything like those little things are they're small little nuggets of inspiration that come out that you can use. Um, so it's always good to be around people and have thoughtful uh, intellectual conversations to to spark up what it is you're going to go on, go ahead and go on to create but at the end of the day I think I like to create alone when I write pretty much alone I record um, but if the vibe is there and there's other creative people you know and you don't feel judged I think that's real big on anybody who's creative then you can I think create well I know I can pretty much cre- can create in any environment that, that's set up that way um, as far as uh, substances uh, not huge uh, not much of a smoker, but uh, I, I like to call myself like a quarterly smoker. Like I'll smoke like a few times a year <laughs> yeah. and just reassess my focus and where, what I've been able to accomplish over the last few months and then go from there and go forward and 
and I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more of a drinker, so I'll have a couple of beers, a couple of brews while I'm while I'm recording. That's probably my perfect space right there. Is the actual act of putting words through a microphone, having a couple of beers, and and that's 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 my uh, sanctuary right there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. So let me ask both, and I'll, and I'll propose this question to both of you, because it's something I, as as you know, someone who chose a life of creativity and you know requires you putting your thoughts and you know aspirations and all that on paper at what point do you feel you know whether it's, it's writing or creating that you're kind of trapped and I guess with playing you know with the guitar it, it makes it probably makes it a little bit easier because you're hearing it as opposed to it kind of being trapped in your head at, at what point do you kind of get remove yourself from your own mind and brain to kind of because I know when I'm writing like if I'm writing like a script or, or trying to write a joke or anything you know, I get to a point where I'm like second guessing myself in my head. Like, is this, you know, is this as funny as I think it is, or because I think it's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? But when I, but when I put it out to the real world, you know, and I guess it's some. A lot of it is just you trusting, you know, the you know, the creative trust you have with yourself to know, fuck it, I, I believe in myself. Whatever I'm throwing out is gonna be fire. But how do you walk that line? You know, to as far as not mind fucking yourself into yeah. second guessing everything it is that you do that's a good question uh, I really experienced this last week uh, leaving the studio and I didn't it hadn't experienced it in a while because like I said it was with a bunch of people I didn't really know I had just met them and I was creating mm-hmm. and that's something that's weird to do right. like, saying really weird off the wall things in front of people you've never met is kind of nerve wracking to any human being right. they're just not set up that way but um, but prior to that, I realized I never, ha- I kind of had over already overcome that. It was like a one-time thing. It was like, oh, I wrote a verse and I heard a song that I played and I played it multiple times and I really liked it and I it shattered that glass and it was always going to be, I'm confident in what I can do right. and I, I'm going to go with it if I like something about it. I'm going to see it where I can go with it and take it from there and never really second-guessed it. But going back to stepping out of your comfort zone last week when I did that I got back to another level of second guessing myself and uh, some people would look at that as a setback and I had to one thing you have to learn as an artist to look at that as progress is like oh well now I'm in a new situation where I'm uncomfortable I wonder what that next situation where I'm going to be uncomfortable is because that's when you're growing so uh, I was really uh, honestly to get out of my head in that it it sometimes does take somebody else's opinion to hear and hear it and say that they like it as well. Yeah. But you can't rely on that. You really have to rely on yourself. So whether it's playing back your comedy or playing back your music to yourself and seeing which part you like, seeing what part you don't like, fixing it. Because um, one thing that's bad about artists is we never are done with something. Like we want to keep adding stuff to it. And, Perfectionist. Um, once you get the confidence, you will throw something out there and you will actually stop trying to fix the imperfections and realize that those are pluses right. and and, uh, and maybe highlight those more. So I think uh, just having confidence in yourself is the way to overcome that. It's probably the best way to sum that up. Which, of course, comes with repetition and, you know, doing just doing something over and over again to the point where, you know, it, it's second nature. Right. And, and I think... I think as artists, that's the number one thing you can, you know, you can ever do is just do something over and over and over again. Yep. Uh, let me propose a question to you, Zell, because um, this is something that, you know, when I'm trapped in my brain and, and just, you know, kind of thinking crazy thoughts, I always ask myself, you know, because you, you hear a song on the radio and and if, especially if you listen to the radio every day, you hear, you're probably going to hear that song at least two or three times a day, five, you know, five times a week. 
So, well, five times a, five times a week, which is that like fifteen times you hear in that week. Mm-hmm. So, as a, when you're listening to music, is it more so? Um, how do you get past? Because with me, I always find myself: Do I like this song because I'm hearing it a lot, or am I hearing it a lot because I like this song? You know, getting outside of radio. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, things you're choosing to listen to and this and that. So. How does that, when you're listening, how do you, it's a weird question, how do you listen no, to music? That's a really good question. No, I, I like it. Um, uh, it it's, it's to the point to where, man, like, like for instance, when I'm writing music, I hear I hear the melody first, like, without the words, you know what I mean? Because I'm an I'm a instrumentalist first, like, you know, that was that was my first love, just playing a horn. So I hear, you know, I hear the, metal, the, mel, the melody, damn, my tongue, big as hell today. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the melody first. Then I hear the words. So when I listen to a song for the first time, like, I honestly, I really, like, I hear what they're saying, but it's like, all I'm hearing is, if it's a rapper, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
maybe I'm misquoting you, like over influence uh, yeah, I don't yourself. want the influence to sink in because right. I want to be me. And so it's hard to not to be you when you've heard this same flow a hundred times through a hundred different artists and you've been listening to the same songs and now it's garbage in, garbage out. You know, uh, that's what you're going to hear. Or it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be garbage. It could be good stuff too, but you're going to end up sounding like what it is that you brought in and that's my mindset. And then now there's different mental ways to get yourself around that. But for me, what I'd like to do is just kind of block out a lot of influences that I wouldn't want to have. So if I'm listening to something, I'm okay with being influenced by it, basically. Mm. Um, so that's something I think no one really thinks about deeply whenever they're listening to music on the radio as a main consumer is they are listening to these same 10 or 15 songs and you guys are all being influenced the same way. So it, right. doesn't, it makes sense that everybody behaves the same way. Mm. So whenever you're able to kind of find... That's why people cling to artists that they find and no one knows about because they feel like they're able to be influenced by something or have a connection with something that everybody else doesn't. So, uh, and to piggyback on that, is there, and this question I'll extend to both of y'all, is there ever like a time where you're able, because with me, if there's a, if it's a, I'm not, I'm gonna call them contemporaries, but I mean, not always contemporary peers in in, in situations because you know, they're more, they're better off or quote unquote better off or whatever you want to call it. But, is there ever a time where you can just turn off the the inner artist in you and just be a fan? I know you you're a big fan of Andre 3000. Is that like one of the only few people in the world where you you just you're not judging them, you're not comparing yourself to them when you hear their work? It's just like forget everything else. I'm it's, just, it's just I'm there. lost in this music. And yeah. I don't care about what I have going on, how this impacts my music or whatever. I just, you know, I really just fucking enjoy hearing this person rap yeah, or I, sing or whatever. Yeah, I think everybody has those bigger than life figures and Andre is definitely one of those for me. There's a couple of other ones um, where it doesn't matter what they do. I'm enjoying it just to enjoy it as a fan. Um, but when you start to make this stride into being an artist and you start to see kind of how the inner workings of things are, you stop seeing the mystique around a lot of people. Right. Uh, one thing I realized, uh, just I was thinking to myself, it's funny how many people in music and people always equate everything to money because you kind of alluded to that a second ago uh, saying that people were some more better off and here's what I realized is a lot of people who I thought had a lot of money don't right. and then a lot of artists who I thought didn't have a lot of money didn't have a lot of fans or influence actually do right. and it's really weird because it's all based on your perception and what it is that you pay attention to before you can really see you know what it is that legitimizes that artist for you uh, might not be the same for someone else Absolutely, no. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 a weird place to be in, man. When you like, cause I I remember when I was younger, and this is why I like I I me myself I like going back and watching older comics and their sets because I don't in my mind it's like a mental fuck I put on myself where I don't look at them as like peers or you know someone I can compare against. It just they look at I look at them like 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 role models, like people, like influences that I can, you know, kind of take bits and pieces here and there. And I think that's why you see a lot of like NFL, NBA players, you know, they more so go back and watch the greats as opposed to kind of studying their, you know, their peers, because you, you can almost become like judgmental of somebody that you're in competition with, mm -hmm. as opposed to just stepping back and appreciating, you know, their art for whatever it is. And that's, I think that's a human nature thing. That's something that's really, really hard 
to overcome. Well, I hope I didn't give off the impression that I only uh, look at artists as artists if they're like someone who came before me and they're bigger and just iconic. I mean, like there's people who I think just I just can vibe to their music now, right. and if people, some of them people hate. I can say that when I listen to Lil Yachty, and it's some. It could be because I feel like I could do better. <laughs> it could be maybe right. not that, yeah. but I'm able to just let go and just be like, I like that the vibe that is being put out right now. Absolutely. It's just, it ain't got to be taken that seriously. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's not even that I feel like I'm better or or I don't want to look and get soak in that influence. It's like, I like his positivity. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, there's something you can take as a positive from anyone. It just depends on how you like to look at it. Yeah, and if you look at where rap is headed, and just in my my personal opinion, all these new rappers that you see, and and this may be just has been something that rappers have always had, but the the confidence, the ira- maybe even irrational confidence to a certain extent, mm-hmm. to just not give a fuck about what people think. And I mean, every every artist or creative person needs that, you know, to a certain extent. But it's like it's like man, these dudes got it got it to the max. You know what I'm saying? Where they don't care what you, how you think about the way they dress. Don't care about their the, the the way they rap, their style. They're not like it's like almost like they don't really have. Cause you talk to a dude like was that? I remember you was telling me about Lil Yachty, who when he was asked about like Pac, was that Lil Yachty or was that was Lil one Uzi of Vert? One of them. Yeah, well, I'm sure they probably share the same. It was Lil Yachty. Yeah. Yeah. When they asked him um, about a Biggie beat or was it rapping? Yeah, he was like, I don't rap on that. Right. Shit. Yeah. It's almost like they don't have any influences. And yeah. to kind of go what you what you were saying earlier. That's a dangerous person, cause that's me. Literally, yeah. there's. I mean, it's this is your own. This is your own thing. This is your own creation. It's it's really really hard to mock that, cause I mean, the overall music industry as a whole, like it it goes it goes in waves and shit, and people just jump on a wave, and then that wave runs out, and then it's a new wave. And rap, you know, it's kind of on on a on a miniature version, of the same thing. Like you. You know, you go, you gangster rap, you know, you have your party rap, you got your crunk rap, and it just goes in waves and waves and waves. But if it's something that can't be reproduced, like you have something that, you know, that's sustainable, exactly. So I, I admire them dudes. I mean, I don't, I, like, like you say earlier, who, who's to say if their lyrics are this, lyrics are that, but they got great energy. It's theirs. They're passionate. <laughs> you can tell they're passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. And, and it's good music, so I mean, in my in my opinion, at least. So I mean, in the end, that's what you want, and, and the music that you're listening to. It ain't people get caught up in just because it's not the way it was when you know when you were really like big into music. That's called evolution, family. Yeah, they wake you up. <laughs> and then these days, like people don't make music per se. People don't make a lot of money off selling music. You make money off your shows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so if people are buying tickets to their shows, like you don't like the music that they make, just don't, don't buy a ticket. Like, what right. do you? I don't I don't get it. Like why why do you why are you hating on this man for you know, we it's funny yeah, how man. society looks at artists as somebody to entertain them and, you know, to, to make them laugh, make them cry, to you know, to entertain them. But we look as artists look at it as a canvas for us to put pain and happiness right. and hurt and like you know what I mean? Like this is our art. But to them they're looking at it through a whole different window, man, and it's like, you know, if that's what that guy wants to do then People gonna pay for it, then why not? Right? Don't pay attention to it if you don't like it. Man. Yeah, man. But one thing that you said is like every creative person kind of needs that confidence to go out and be themselves and not care what anyone thinks. I would, I would say that a part of what my music and my mission in my music is is to teach people that you don't have to be an artist to have that. Right. You can right. do anything and just be like, this is. I'm not gonna care what you think. And ch- I would challenge people to at their everyday job. 
wear your hair like you want to wear it. Yep. Do things you want to do like you want to do them. And if you get your job done, who's to say that what you're doing is wrong? So as long as you are nice and respectful to people and, you know, you, those are, it doesn't matter if you're working in a cubicle or you're on stage for a living or you're, you're cleaning bathrooms. It doesn't matter. Do it your way and, and, like, and take your life into your hands because you only get one chance here. I know it sounds cliche and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, but you really only I, get one of these motherfuckers. Yeah, and it's only you. And it's like yeah. Denzel said it, be the best you. Because nobody else can be that. There's only one. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that's uh, those are great talking points, man. Um, it's it's something that that like I said, as a, as a as an artist, and I mean, if you got any type of shit you got going on that is creative, that's why I was telling one of my home, like a pod, a podcast is an art art form, in art in 2016. Who would yeah. ever thunk thunk it? But <laughs> shit, I mean, that's an art form now. So it's you know it's it's hard. To like basically get to a point where I'm putting this out, I'm gonna give it to you, and honestly, you have to take a little bit of the criticism because that's you know that's in the end what's gonna make you better. But you also have to take it with a grain of salt because is a criticism coming from a place of like honesty and like really wanting you to better yourself, or is it just coming from a place of I'm hating, so I'm gonna get you know I'm gonna get this this criticism off. You know what I'm saying? So it's such a difficult place to be in as an artist. With, with the internet, with, you know, social media and everything. It's like all that has to be taken into consideration, you know, when you when you pursue your craft. And I don't think a lot of people do that. I don't think a lot of people just really step back as a whole and examine. Because, I mean, if a lot of people, like, had, like, why oh, I say it takes a certain level of irrational confidence. Because if you, as a, to decide to be, you know, just to become a rapper, let's put it like this. Like, people always say, when kids say when they're younger, I want to be a professional athlete. They always break it down in a numbers game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's only... 119 Division One schools, and they have 70 scholarships they can give out every year. So, and then where do you fit into that? But I mean, it's even. I mean, if people look at the, there's like no actual number to put out there because who knows how many rappers there are in the country or in the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the numbers game, you know, from a reasonable place, there's a lot of fucking competition out there. So you have to be irrationally confident to the point where you think, man, yeah, I know it's a dude and. Uh, Cleveland or wherever that have been rapping for 20 years but when I drop this shit I'm gonna bury his ass you know what I'm saying yeah. so that you got something to add to that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. let you finish it no, go ahead go ahead well here, here's, my, here's my thing on it too what I like to uh, you know I, I like to kind of because of because of my brother and where he's at shout out to Vandell Andrew uh, shout you out know, Vandell uh, Bill Boy Toppin saxophonist what's the name of his shit well, it's, most, it's my most recent project. Uh-oh, I'm a bad brother. Uh, we're going to shout that out at the end. Yeah, we're going to shout that out. So got it right now. Shout out to um, But yeah, because of the insight that, that he has in the game right now, and he and like that he's teaching me, man, I like to treat artists, don't be a one-trick pony. Like, if you're a rapper, like, man, know how to know how to DJ a set. You know what I'm saying? Know how to do other things to produce an income. So before, you know, so while you're on your way to, you know, the big time shows that you have some, some, some stuff that you can do to put money in your pockets. That's why I chose the genre that I chose. Like, that's why I, co- I chose the guitar as my main intru- instrument and took the horn out of my mouth. Because when there's a horn in your mouth, no offense, bro, but like, you can't talk. You can't do anything. Right. So that's why I chose an instrument in which I could take that bitch anywhere and set up and do anything anywhere. So therefore, you know, I could play at coffee shops. Or I can play at old folks home. I can play anywhere and, you know, provide an income for myself. And it's like, you know, 
and not not saying every every artist should you know should be able to do every single thing, but just have a few things under your wings don't so limit that yourself. yeah, don't limit yourself. To 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 kind of get just in that same that same space, uh, one thing that that I really want to touch on is the fact that not every artist has to be one a millionaire. Uh, also, uh, every artist. There are you were right. There's a lot of people out there that have mm-hmm. a mixtape. Let's just put it like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that yeah. You get overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's why I feel like I've done as much as I've done in a short period of time is because I'm not on that piff. Why would I want to be where everybody else is? Right. Uh, you kind of right. gotta just be out, kind of outsmart the game. Now uh, there's still people walking around with CDs at gas stations trying to sell their mixtape. The people who are who are supposed to make it are going to make it because those people are going to think smarter on, on ways to put themselves yep. out there. Uh, if you looked at, you know, first off, if you go, you're my friend on Facebook, you probably don't even know I make music because I don't even talk about it on there. Right. Whereas most people's uh, number one marketing plan is tell everybody I know yeah. about my mixtape. Yep. And that's not what I do. I, mm-hmm. I go where people want to hear it. So I go to sites that you probably don't even know exist that where people go to listen to music and they're looking for specifically new music and I get new fans and I get their emails and I send them emails when I when I release something. It's like the people who are gonna who are supposed to do it are gonna get there um, to a point where and the goal should be for everybody. It should just be so they can eat. Yeah. Because there's yep. nothing more than yep. Put food just on the table. putting food on your table, having a safe place to call home, and doing what you love. Yep. Once you reach that. Beautiful. I have a song called Six Figures, and my goal was, it was always whenever I was growing up to make six figures and have a nice house, nice car, and all this. And then I made six figures, and then I was like, "This sucks." First off, I didn't save nearly as much of that as I thought I would. Um, I will, it wasn't providing everything that I wanted because I was spending it on stupid stuff, and I ended up overlooking the things that I should have been spending it on. So I was able to take an evaluation of my life and say, I would much rather be doing something that I love mm. for half as much money yep. I, or a third as much money because I can eat and I can do what I want to do. Yep. What else is there in life that you want? So yep. There's no price on peace of mind. Yeah. So, I mean, in people, people live an entire life without, and it, it, it's, it, it, sound, it definitely sounds cliche, but people live an entire life without finding the one thing it is that they love to do, their passion. Man, and to I, me, that's the, go ahead. No, 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 if you're, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, to me, that's like the, the biggest, that's like the saddest thing in the world. Yeah, to yeah, see yeah. an old man that's 75 years old that spent his entire life working for somebody else and never once getting to pursue their dreams. And like, I get it, you know what I'm saying? If you have a family, you got to do what you got to do. Sacrifice has, has to be made. But to me, you know, when you land on your deathbed, you're 75 years old, everybody's gathered around you. Yeah, you have your family, and, you know, that's a beautiful thing. You have them, you know, to kind of guide you into, I guess, life after death, whatever it is you believe in. But you're also going to have, you know, that, that, that elephant in the back of your head just thinking, man, what could have, what, what could have been, what could I have done if I had done this, if I had told my boss, fuck you, I'm going to go do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I feel like. That's the saddest thing in the world to me to be laying on your deathbed and having regrets. And it sounds like cliche as fuck to say, oh, yeah, I live my life to the fullest and I didn't have any regrets. And when I died, you know, I was happy. I was ready to go. But how many people can honestly say they live that their life is lived that way? So if you have an opportunity where you find something that you're really, really passionate about and you're lucky enough to be good at that thing, then pursue it until you can't pursue it anymore. And then, you know, until the wheels fall off. And then at that point, 
you know, then decide to do something else. But get every ounce of fucking yeah. what what's the word I'm looking for? Every ounce of pr- productivity you can yeah. get out of that before you move on to something else. So that's you know, I'm, that's why I'm inspired. Why that's why I bring people like like Roy, like like Denzel or Zell, however you want to call them, on the podcast because I want to I want to bring their energy, their creativity to other people. And maybe it'll it'll give you the, the the confidence and the freedom to find whatever it is you're talented at in life, and then apply that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Fear, fuck everything and run. Yeah, it, it, it's real, you know. Like I had a uh, just to piggyback on something Roy said earlier uh, about oh yeah, you don't have to be a millionaire to be successful in the music industry. People people assume that. Like I had this dude, I wanted to smack the shit out of him because uh, I told him I'm a I'm a musician and I told him what I do and everything. He's like, oh, well, I know real musicians. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I've been reading music since I was nine. I've been a real musician. Like, yeah. who's this, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, or the SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. People, like, you don't realize, like, yeah, we, like, everything's not about money. And the problem is also in kids. I spoke to a kid, you know, just, if you ever have a chance to just have a conversation with a random kid, I would <laughs> do it. Because, like, I was talking to this little girl and all her friends and, uh, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, you don't got no money. That's a six, that's an iPhone 6. And I was like, uh, and, yeah. I, and I was like, I thought to myself, I was about to go back at this little girl like, well, first off, I don't want an iPhone 7. <laughs> like, yeah. I got I like the fucking Encore and everything. Yeah. But then I was like, somebody's teaching this kid that this is what matters in life. Bro. Right. And then that's where she gets sucked into, you know, working for somebody else because the she wants to buy this product purse or this, Yep. Uh, this and that the things that you don't even need and you end up in this trap where you're chasing stuff you don't even want yep. and it's like I'm so lucky and fortunate that I had the mindset to escape from that mind, like out of that yeah. that trap and uh, and I, I just want if you have kids and you're listening just don't teach your kids about that that material things matter yeah, man. teach them about what really matters and that's, that's how you get stuck in the rat race too. Somebody yeah. gets a promotion at work. What they do? Go buy a new car. So now they can't quit that job ever. They gotta yeah. they gotta keep a nine to five that's you know equal or more from to what they yeah to support the lifestyle that they made for themselves. And now mm-hmm. they they stuck. You know what I mean? You gotta keep doing it. But I heard this is a this is a quote from the musical Fame uh, or Hairspray. No Hairspray, not Fame. You know mu- musical theater buff here. Shout out uh, KD. I still owe y'all like 9,000. <laughs> I ain't even tell you how much I owe you. Shout out Sally ain't getting it right now, bitch. <laughs> but it said, uh, it says uh, success is when you wake up in the morning and you can barely like, you can barely stay in the house because what you have going on in your life is so important. It's so special. Like, you can barely fucking make it out the door. It's like, you're running out the door. You know what I mean? Mm. That's success. When you really love what you're doing, it does, the dollar amount doesn't matter. Like, you you know firsthand, I had I had a really, really good job, what, two, three years ago. I had a really, uh, another promotion on the table, and I walked away from that promotion because I said, you know, I wanted to pursue my arts. You know what I mean? I wanted to do acting, comedy, music. I wanted to do them all. Who cares if I'm a star? Who cares if I'm not making 60, 70,000? Who, like, you know, I left all that on the table. A lot of people call me crazy. But past three years, I've been broke as shit, right? Me and my lady, we've been broke. But, oh my God, the happiness. We've never came close to breaking up. We've never had any really big extreme arguments. We've been the happiest we've ever been. And then now, since we, you know, we're recouping, we're getting the money back now, 
it's like it's just icing on the cake now because we've been gone without it for three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we've been happy because you, you know, like the the, the shit's fucking. Um, it's like yawning. It's contagious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She sees how happy I am being broke, just playing my music, and so it rubs off on her. You know, Absolutely. it's like it's reciprocal, really. Yeah, if you can't be if you can't be happy with somebody broke. Don't don't have money. Oh, I already know we I have mean, money. It's just gonna be that much better, right? For sure, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, if you and and it's it's you know, and people, religious people will say, oh, you know, thank God I woke up this morning. But if you if you wake up in the morning and you just are excited to start your day, because I mean, I've been in certain situations where I was you dread to wake up because you yeah. just know what's coming when you mm-hmm. wake up and it's Going like to work. that's that's a miserable fucking life to live. And now do that for fifty years. Right, exactly. So, you know, and that's just for, you know, for two weeks or, you know, we working a bullshit-ass job or whatever. So, like you say, add that for 50 years of your life. And it's just like, man, that shit does not sound at all like, like anything keep, I want to live. People keep wondering why all these uh, celebrities look so young. <laughs> it's because they're doing what they love. Right, they've been doing it forever. Pharrell looks like Pharrell Bruh. because he looks like Pharrell because he, he, he never got... That every day I gotta wake up and do something I don't want to do. Stress. Pro might be ninety six years <laughs> yeah, old. He drinking that took everlasting juice. Yeah, he, he, he gotta be like Indian or something, right? Uh, yeah. And they prove he's like Native American. Or something? <laughs> I think that was just a meme. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we live by this by this by this mantra now. If it's on if it's on Twitter, it gotta be true. <laughs> but I mean, that's I mean, I feel like that's enough of like you know, kind of digging into you know y'all's creative minds. I guess we may touch a little bit into that going forward. But let's get fun. Let's do, you know, let's let's propose like I have a question, a few questions that I want to propose to the two of you and I even answer myself. Um, the first question, this will be a fun one. If you were going to form a rap group or it doesn't have to be a rap group, Zell. If you want to call it a rap group, you can do it. Already. Rap. All right, that's cool. All right, thank, form you, thank you for that. A band. Let's just call it a band. I get two though? Huh? Well, with a band, if let's say, okay, let's say, if it's gonna be a band with a rap group, it'll be three people, including yourself. With a band, you know, you can get your own drummer, you know, your guitarist, whatever, however you want to delegate. But and you had so you had your choice of every drummer or oh my god, guitarist or nah, because that that leaves it open too open yeah, for consumption. Let's do this, okay? If you had one guitarist to play with and then a singer to share the stage stage with. And then for you, Roy, we'll do it. I'll do one producer and one artist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, and then I'll do, like, if there was one other comic, the comic I love to open up for. So, these are basically, like, you know, your your fa- fantasy fantasy dudes you, you love to work with. So, we'll start with you, Roy. Your, your dream producer and artist that if you had... Now, take into account chemistry on this. So I mean, you gotta collaborate with this producer, with this artist, in the same room, in the same studio, for an extended period of time to put this project out. So, who are you choosing? Taking all that into consideration, who's your producer? My producer. This is probably just because I think this person is doing something that's much different than what anybody else is doing right now, and I just want to work with this person. So, Katrinata is gonna be my producer. That dude is completely thriving while avoiding the trap lane and I love it um, and he's not doing jazz or anything he's just making these sounds with synths that nobody has really done what's some of his his because I'm not 
like so I'm not too big into the industry. So, so I don't, I don't know if you've listened. As far as listening to him on rap, he does a lot of songs with Gold Link. So if you've ever heard the artist Gold Link, um, sounds very very familiar. He does uh, a lot of songs with uh, him. Uh, he really likes to bring old school R and B into uh, EDM scene. A lot of people think oh, that okay. it's more just an EDM artist because he'll do these mixes, but he works in different, multiple genres, and I think that's one of the things that's really cool about it. So, K Trinata would be the person who would be creating. Shout out K Trinata. Um, and the person who would be rapping alongside me, I hate to do it to you, big boy, but it's Andre 3000. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, that's just kind of the, that's kind of the pinnacle for me as, as far as artistry goes, um, from anything from fashion to, uh, to the music part of it, to, uh, the presence, the acting, everything that the dude does is just spectacular. Uh, and can I throw an honorable mention in there? Go ahead. All right. Show uh, world, player. Honor, honorable mention will be Donald Glover. So, mm-hmm. Childish Gambino. Uh, I think he's, uh, was kind of next in line through that lineage that uh, I feel I'm a part of as far as my, where I get my creativity from. So, um, those would be the people I would want to work with in that scenario yeah shout out to Donald Glover who's an absolute fucking genius and I just respect every aspect of what that dude does I mean he's he's touched literally every base that I wanted to touch in in my life right yeah Yeah. and and half the time so I mean that dude there is is on a whole 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 nother level um to you, Mr. Andrew. Um, so how are you going to attack this? You going to attack this from... All right, that's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to give you a, a guitarist and then just a, a musician. Like, you know... Right, because, yeah, because he can play... Because a musician can, most of the time, play the piano, yeah, play the saxophone. He has, you know, he has that in his repertoire. Uh, as far as guitarist goes, man, um, you mentioned somebody you know, a lot of people don't even know about. Um, I want to start off by saying the blues is one of the oldest art forms, and it's what, you know... The blue, rock and roll stem from the blues. Hip hop essentially stem from the blues. Almost every like everything. R and B got rhythm and blues. Yeah, in the damn, you know what I'm saying. In so, the genre's name, so yeah. One of the forerunners of the blues is a guy called Lightning Hopkins. He's a guitar player. Um, Any relation to DeAndre? I don't know. You gotta look that up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cold. Right? <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Lightning Hopkins. Tell us about Mr. Hopkins. Lightning Hopkins, man. What a uh, like every every big blues player. For, I mean, any any guitarist will tell you from from the BB Kings to the for, to the Jimi Hendrixes. Um, Lightning Hopkins just used what that was, man. He he engineered a he started he pioneered a whole different sound. Like they called him Lightning Hopkins because he started that first the first like violent soloing on a on an acoustic guitar, right. like. You know, like just going ham on the guitar, like really thrashing the strings. Um, you know, him being one of the forerunners of blues, I gotta, I gotta, you know, if I could share a stage with him, that would have been phenomenal. Um, and then there's another guy, another old school cat. Um, I mentioned this guy to you, Screaming Jay Hawkins. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember you played a yeah, little bit of songs for me. He's a, he's a piano player and he's a classically trained opera singer. And um, so he stopped singing opera. And uh, you know he started singing the blues just because he wanted to be more wild with it. And, and as, as you, as I showed you the video. He sings this. He's famous for the song "Put a Spell on You." A lot of people have remade it, but he made the first version of it. And um, you know, like the way he he just wasn't scared to go there. Like I remember he was performing that song on the Arsenio Hall show, and um, Arsenio was blown away. He was like, "Dude, like 
you do this whole performance and like he's setting stuff on fire. It's all these bones sitting everywhere. He's really big into voodoo and all this like crazy stuff. And he really like it was more of a performance more than him singing the song. Like you know what I mean? It was like it's like you were going to the opera and watching a play at the same time while this dude's performing this song. So he wasn't scared to go there. And as an artist. Like, that's where I really want to be, like, just on a stage in my underwear almost. Like, it don't matter what I'm doing. Like, I'm not scared to freaking go there. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what Screaming Jay uh, gave me. So I wouldn't, I, if I wouldn't pass up an opportunity to be on stage with him if I could. Honorable mention, um, have to throw him in here. Um, there's really, uh, the, the, the hip-hop game right now is it's at, a, it's at a point to where people are, like, singing and rapping at the same time and, like, me being, you know, the artist that I am, I've always believed as a kid, like, I want to sing and rap, like, you know, and, like, one guy that's really killing it right now, uh, Chance the Rapper, man, like, you know what I'm saying, like, he's really, like, it's, he's, like, the forerunner of that shit, you know what I mean, and, like, even, like, putting, like, gospel and, and hip-hop together, like, people have done it before, of course, nothing's new under the sun, yeah. but, like, just the way he's going about it, and then he also gives that level of performance that I love, that Screaming Jay also gave, with like it being a performance, like when he it's not just him and a microphone. Right. It's all types of shit going on. So gotta throw him in there. Yeah, peop- nice. the operative people for seem to somehow I don't get how this is possible, forget that the whole point of being an entertainer is literally to fucking entertain. Right. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you do, make sure it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I mean if you like it, yeah, that's cool, that's dope. But, you know, the whole point of, of, of being a creative entertainer is to entertain, to put out a product that other people will enjoy. So, I mean, the performers, like you say, like we mentioned Ray Shermer, um, their energy, Ch- Chance the Rapper's energy is off the fucking charts. Like, these are dudes that it's fucking like, that's, that shit rubs off on you. That's the concert you leave where you're like, man, these motherfuckers yeah. really love what they're doing. And that shit just, I feel good now about myself just from hearing them do it. You know what I'm saying? So... That's something that that, that I, I really I really dig I really like. Uh, now with Chance, man, that, that dude is he got to be like have like one ball or something like something like one testicle <laughs> something got to be wrong with that dude. That dude too perfect, man. Right. He is too fucking perfect. <laughs> I've never seen like or heard of him doing anything that would be considered like a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like he just always seems to be making the right move. And I don't <laughs> yeah, know. one ball. <laughs> He got to have one nut, bro. I promise you. Something got to be wrong. We got to like something. I found myself wondering what that what that thing is. You, you feel me? Nobody's one. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So he got like his, his gooch getting licked or something. So I don't know what it <laughs> I is. I just hope it's not a, like a, a, a Bill Cosby thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. way down the road. Right, right, right. Because yeah, yeah, people did think Bill Cosby was perfect as well. But nobody's ever that perfect. So, I mean, something, we're going to find out, Chance. We don't know yeah, just yet. Yeah, we're going to get it, Chance. But this next, I, I love I love the answer, no fellas. The next question, and it kind of ties into what we were just talking about as well, but I want you to eliminate, basically. Oh, and I didn't even really get into what, what I would do. Let me just quickly, I, my dream, like, comedy set would be me opening, because, I mean, I, I show respect to my elders. So, me doing, <laughs> me doing uh, 15 minutes, Chris Rock. Doing forty-five minutes, and Red Fox doing an hour. That's nasty. So that would be my dream, like comedy lineup. Uh, just because Chris Rock is somebody that was an influence to me, and I didn't even know it. Like you know how when you're younger and you watch it, and you find yourself like just repeating the terms that you heard, and it's like it just continues into adulthood. And you're like, what the fuck did I get this 
thought process from. Mm-hmm. And like I went back and watched a whole bunch of like Chris Rock, like from his nine the nineties, you know, Never Scared, Bigger and Blacker, all his sets. That's just like man, I I listened to these as kids and they're still like in my 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 mind, my my thought process ingrained into my brain 10, 15 years later. Like yeah. that's fucking awesome. Like yeah. if I can do that to a kid one day, like, you know, I I can die a happy man. Like that's literally the definition of influence. You know what I mean? So that's really dope. I always enjoy Chris Rock and his style. Red Fox, because my grandpa had made uh let me listen to a few of his tapes. And dude is the most raw comic probably of all time. When I tell you just didn't give a fuck. Like and because a lot of times he was in the, the chitlin circuit and like the you know the cotton clubs and all that. And so he you know he kind of was able to he was performing just in front of black people so he could be himself, cut up, do whatever. But this dude was literally the rawest yeah. comic you will ever hear. So Most and sure. I just I love it when niggas keep it real, quote unquote. <laughs> so those that would be my dream as far as like you know um, comics to open up for and, and watch up. perform. Go ahead. Gotta ask up, man. All right, as far as I, I've been, uh, I, I wanted to add him earlier. I wouldn't put him in that lineup, but this is my Andre 3000. Like, uh, in Roy's situation, you know who he is, man. The great Eddie Murphy, Eddie. baby. Like, mm-hmm. like man, I, I didn't include him in that lineup just because, like, I, I couldn't even get past, like, probably the only dude on this earth that I would get starstruck over just because, right. like, his influence is, like, almost single-handedly in who I am today. I discovered comedy because I was getting bullied in uh, in elementary school, and I went back at the bully with verbatim stolen Eddie Murphy jokes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's how I discovered my words, like, because of this guy. You know what I mean? Like, and then people don't people don't know, but Eddie, Eddie can sing, man. Eddie can do it all. Put out an album. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think it went, it went big, because nobody was bigger than in the Eddie 80s than Eddie Murphy. Time. So he literally could do no wrong. Now Eddie, Eddie's like in his own. Yeah, bro. He's like to me like the LeBron of entertainment yeah, man. in the sense that all around, like as far as being able to dabble in like everything, he's the one that was truly like great at everything he did. So whether it was movies, whether it was sketch comedy, music, you know, stand up, like literally anything he put his finger on turned into gold. So yeah, Eddie's you know shout out to Eddie Murphy. Had, he's the all time great. Had to get that out there, man. So to go along with that. Dream your dream project. Now this doesn't necessarily mean, you know, your the people you know, like we were talking about before, the people you want to work with or this and that. This is like before you die, the one thing and you know, as an artist, as a creative person, you feel like you have to accomplish. So you can take it as that or I, I the way I phrased the question was what's your dream project? But, you know, if you wanna kinda spin it to the way I you know, the second way I put it That'll work as well, but we'll start with you, Roy. What's what's your dream project? This is my dream project or my dream goal? Yeah, in that in that line of thinking. Um, honestly, my goal is to it's really just to to have a life that it consists of me doing what I love and taking care of my family. So honestly, I don't care about what like any accolades. I don't care about the first time it's played on radio, like that magical moment, or the first time it's on TV. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care about a Grammy. I care about knowing that I'm taking care of my family, people who have taken care of me, you know, growing up, and and people who 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 need my support, doing what I love. Um, it's some people call it having your cake and eating it too, and I think that's the problem. Everybody, that's what everybody wants to do in life, but that's. 
that's really my only goal is to make sure that I'm taking care of my family and that I'm doing it by doing it well, doing what I love in the process. Awesome, awesome. So is there is there like a project that you want? Like, I mean, aside, you know, I guess the producer and you know the rapper you want to work with. But is there like a concept, a, a type of album, LP, whatever you want to call it? That you want uh, before you you know you drop the mic that you feel like you you have to do. I mean that's it, it, there's so much things that are gonna change in the next few years that right. it's hard to say because technology's moving so fast. At this point, I'll tell you, at this point right now, I want to make a visual album, so I want to make something okay. that's completely uh, directed by myself and uh, written, and so and I want to be able to have the resources to have every vision that I have come to life through the music and through the visuals. So. That's kind of, I would say, a visual album would be something along those lines. That's what's up. To you, Mr. Andrew, um, what's your uh, what's your dream? I guess we kind of split that into two parts. Yeah, so yeah. what's your, I mean, what's, what do you hope, what's the one thing you hope to accomplish from whatever it is you have, you know, you have going forward? And then what's the one thing you want to do before you hang it all up? Ooh, um, my my dream, man, and I'm I'm almost close right now. It's just like like Roy said, man. I want to provide for my family. I want to put food on the table with my my axe, as I call it. I call my guitar my axe because it's my weapon. I'm chopping down shit when I come in with that bitch. You know, like I want to be able to fucking you know what I mean. Just not have to not for my parents not to worry, and you know my my close direct family not have not to have to worry about a dollar of these bullshit jobs or. How the mortgage mortgage is gonna be paid? Like you know what I mean? I want to give back to the people that bought me up, right. and so that, that that's my dream, honestly, man. And and whatever whatever it takes to get there. Now, with that said, um, the reason why I said that you know I'm almost there right now because like you know I've been I've been working part time jobs for the last three years, and then you know the other half is just me you know doing my entertainment thing, and I'm I'm getting to the point now to where that that seesaw is about to you know, about to tip over to the other side. I'm about to just be full-time entertainer. And that's my dream right there. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to pay all my bills with my acts, with my voice, like, with my God-given talents. Like, that's my dream. Um, as far as, you know, the your, your dream project, as, as we may say, um, um, right now, man, the music that, I, that I'm coming out with right now, it's, like, literally right now. I know it's going to change in years to come. Like, right now, I'm... I don't even know, I guess you would consider it like blues, R&B, you know what I mean? But I'm just, I do what I do right now with my acoustic guitar because I can do it with a one-man band. Because right now I'm going through something to where I can't trust anybody. Sorry to all my musical friends, but I can't trust none of y'all motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> it's so hard to get people together, like, you know what I mean? Especially, like, when I, I, I want a full band right now. I want a bass player, I want a drummer, but I got to worry about, you know, Oh, you sick, bro? All right, I ain't got no bass player for the night. You know what I mean? I just, right now, I feel like the start of my career, my musical career, I just need to depend on me because, you know, I'm the only one who gets the job done. You right. know what I mean? So I want to depend on myself. But eventually, all live sounds, man, I want full-piece Stevie Wonder-like studio set up with live orchestras and... um like uh, whenever I think of a song, any type of melody, I hear, I hear the horns. I hear the brass section like in New Orleans. Like when, when I'm writing like a rap song, I hear it as horns. I'll hear it as a trumpet and then transfer it to fucking lyrics or, you know, me singing it or whatever. So got to have, you know, a bunch of live instruments. Um, I want to I want the project to be all encompassing, meaning, you know, it's music, but it's light and it's fun. And you can, you know, it can be comedy as well. Um, 
as well as like I, I really dug that when Kanye did uh my dark twisted fantasy. fantasy you know, I had all the movies and videos and stuff came out with it. That was a brilliant album. Yeah, you know what I mean. I really thought that was dope to go along with each track. He kind of had this like spectacular ass video that like wasn't your average like you know just rapping in the camera video. So mm, absolutely, I think that would be cool. Yeah. So, sorry to kind of uh, give you the uh, underwhelming answers that you probably were looking for. We want Bugattis and a mansion and everything like right. that. But nah, nah, nah. Really, this is what I, this is what <laughs> I was looking for. Because uh, I mean, it's like I said that I want to show people, whoever's listening, anybody that's have you know is in a in a place where you know they're fed up with the day job, whatever they got going on, and they're thinking about making that leap, making that jump to fully commit, you know, to an art art form, like understand that you know you don't have to feel the pressure of getting like you say a bugatti or living in a five-story house or whatever it is your happiness is the biggest luxury you can you know you can bring to your to your life so you know as long as you're doing something that's making you happy like i said in the end it's cliche as, as can fucking be but it's the it's the god honest truth if you if you are happy in what you do, you know everything else will take care of. Truly, itself. truly happy because a lot of times what we suffer from too is doing what we what people around us want us to do, and mm-hmm. you know you you like to say as an adult, you know peer pressure, ah oh, fuck peer pressure, I don't, that don't affect me, but no it does. Like certain people, they do certain things because of who they're around. And they're not truly they're not truly themselves. They're not truly doing what they wanted to do. That's part of the reason why I had to you know separate myself from everybody for a while to really find myself. Who is Denzel? Like, it's funny, uh, 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 Courtney came over the other day, and, you know, Courtney is Dre's, Dre's lady's best friend, and she's like, why Denzel ain't watching the Cowboys game? And then Brooke was like, I don't know the last time Denzel watched a football game. <laughs> she was like, wait, how? Like, Denzel lived with Dre for years. How you don't like football? He's like, nah, Denzel and Dre couldn't be more different. And, like, that right there, I noticed, I was like, damn. People think we are the same person because we're always together. You in the football? I don't give a shit. I haven't even, bro. I haven't even watched the Saints game this year. I don't. I don't give a <laughs> damn. I really do not care. I've had my hands on my axe. Like I really don't give a shit. But it's like you know what I mean. Sometimes you have to close yourself off and dig deep down inside yourself and find who you are and exactly what you want to do that's gonna make you happy and you're gonna be comfortable doing it. And that's that's. I just gotta add to that. Drake was wrong when he said no new friends. Like nah, I yeah, don't know yeah. how many times I needed like tell people this. Absolutely, go find somebody yep. who that loves what you do. You will feel like a better person yep. for it. it. It might be uncomfortable at first, but you will be way happier hanging out with people who want to do what you want to do. Yep. Don't don't go out to get drunk every every night when you're not even enjoying it. If you go out and all your friends are out and you're having the time of your life and that's what you do, great, you're happy. But if you're going out and you're looking around like why am I here? You need to f- figure out what it is that you need to be doing yep. that, that makes you feel like you should be there. Absolutely. Nah, great points. Awesome points. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much sums up the Q&A aspect of the podcast today. Um, but as you do know, we don't always do it. But with uh, two people in the magnitude that we do have on the podcast today, we definitely want to get uh, some sleeper songs for the uh, for the audience. So... Uh, but to those who don't know, uh, the sleeper segment song, sleeper song segment, uh, is basically just meant to kind of give you, you know, give you an, an insight into new music. So um, each one of us are gonna play a song that we can't stop listening to, that we absolutely fucking love, and uh, that people may not be on. 
Um, and then, you know, hope, we'll put the link in the, uh, in the description of the podcast. And hopefully, you know, you listen to them, check out a few of their other songs. So, uh, Roy, you're going to start us off. What's your sleeper song? Uh, so, actually, first uh, sleeper song is Royal Calvin, Damn. So everyone go check that out. All right. You can find that anywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. But uh, the sleeper song that isn't a shameless plug is uh, December. D-E-C-E-M-B-A. Uh, that's probably when most people are going to start bumping this song. So get ahead of the curve. Uh, is Silk Money feature Andre Benjamin. Yes, that is Andre 3000, my favorite artist. So... Uh, it's, it's, I played it during a party the other night and nobody knew it but everybody was dancing and just it's that song where it's great beat wise but it's also great just to sit and listen to the lyrics because Andre tells this crazy story about falling in love with a deputy who he kills a cop while having sex with her and a baby was born like it's the craziest thing oh, ever dude I'm excited so <laughs> like listen to it uh, it's great December by Silk Money and Andre Benjamin, also, aka Divine Council. Then try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy I hold a bitch up like Simba Then try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy I hold a bitch up like, like Simba Try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy I hold a bitch up like Simba Then try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy Rob a nigga he won't see my face like where's a Cali Spitting like Patrick Chally She wanna rub on my back Asking me if we go steady For this dick you ain't ready Weighing in a 210, 6, 3 tall The shorty this dick be too heavy Cut bitches on like machetes We'll never eat dick with spaghetti All about my paper like I work for Dunder Mifflin Fucking your bitch when you not home Still a zone that you wonder what's missing Eat the food out your kitchen Then I bounce with your house Slippers need a bitch with some plus or without issues Put my dick in the mouth to the count Quick as she can't slide to my crib with no ounce with her I hold a bitch up like she shelf for the top shelf And she said she can't reach it Then try to hold down when I ask if the bread up there But she said she don't see it Love fucking bitches in the winter with frozen dinners Love the pussy anemic Hey, looking for scraps on the floor When them roach clips But a nigga be fiending I hold a bitch up Like Simba Then try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy I hold a bitch up Like Simba Then try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy I hold a bitch up Like, like Simba Try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy I hold a bitch up Like Simba Then try to hold down like December Put dick up in her like an animal Fuck that little bitch like she my enemy Hold that bitch down like a gurney Hypothermia, deep ocean journey And some pink turning green Warning, warning I woke up in the morning My clothes are torn and shredded pieces Purple pants, Narnia Hard to find even in California I was hornier That incredible hoke in a federal coat While the deputy spoke in a flirty tone Dirty song, she knew them all She let me escape, then she threw them all Hit herself in the face and shot through the wall We set up a date and got two involved I fucked her like she was a dyke And just needed reminding what good dick was like Yeah, A covenant, we kept each other lit Not even government could give advice Damn, they got us around now I think the next door neighbor saw my face in the paper Thought my deputy bitch would turn on me But she turned over and said do me a favor she said, Got a fantasy I wanna do Yeah, Get naked and go grab my tool yeah. If we gon' go out, then we gon' go out Let's make it beautiful news Yeah. The cops are now rushing in, rushing in, rushing in, rushing in, rushing in They yell get down, my bitches face down And we fucking I'm busting right back at them She coming so hard They shot through my heart I got my nut off So they'll be a part 
too. Like Simba, then drop the whole down like December. Shout out to three stacks. <laughs> Still got it. Yeah, yeah. That nigga spazzed on that shit, bruh. See, that's the thing, too. Under 3,000 can last this long because of, like, his subject matter has always been, like, First of all, all encompassing off the wall, but like you know what I mean. He he talks about things that aren't like generational, like you know what I mean. Like I feel like some of these guys, it's like the shit they talk about. Like all right, you gonna have to totally switch it up in a few years because if you talk about all you talk about strippers and throwing money in the clubs and shit, like you ain't gonna be able to talk about that when you 15, 20 years in the game. Like stacks, like right. nobody wanna hear that yeah, from a grown ass man. He's very very he's very calculated. Yeah, everything every like. I mean, even even how frequent he puts out a verse, like oh, yeah, it's right. all you like, waiting for, it. right? Uh-oh. It's all part of his grand scheme, grand plan. And I think you know he was just even if you go back and listen to like the early Outkast shit, he was just ahead of his time. He knew he he kind of knew he needed to put himself in a certain place to where he was gonna have staying power. And I mean, Big Boy of course has staying power as well, but you know he's not, in my opinion, on the. Mount Rushmore like three stacks is. So shout out to uh what's the name of the song again? Uh it's December by Divine Council and I'm very Oh December as well, man. <laughs> we got the flow. Yeah, yeah. Like, shout out to Yeah, yeah we didn't want to leave you behind. Oh uh, Silk Money. Silk Money. <laughs> Silk Money? The person who was uh yeah, the name Money. okay, the name of the song is December. Got you. Right. Yeah. Mr. Andrew, what you got for me? Oh man, uh one of my one of my favorite artists. Alright, um of course he's a guitarist, he's a he's a blues rock and roll player. A lot of people compare him to Jimi Hendrix just because he's black and he plays the guitar. Honestly, this dude plays nothing like Hendrix, guys. But born and raised in Austin, Texas, um, Bright Lights by Gary Clark Jr. Shots waiting on tomorrow, trying to fill 
He talking about New York, it seemed like, right? Or like, yeah, he just, yeah, talking about New York, city. yeah, the big city, because he he played. Of course, Austin's one of the biggest music cities in right. the nation, you know. But mm-hmm. he moved from Austin to New York and then Hollywood, just talking about you know how it's going to his head because small town Austin to you know the big light. So pretty cool. One thing he says in that song that I really like is like, I don't care because you don't care. Um, you, you gotta be <laughs> yourself, man. Like, right. motherfuckers, like I I don't had people. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a black dude walking with a guitar. I had so many people call me lame. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you so whack. You lame. Why you playing an instrument? Why not just rap? And, like, it used to affect me. Like, when I moved to Texas, it affected me. Being called a band geek. I was like, what you mean? Like, where I'm from, the cool guys are in the band here. You're a geek. I, I, don't, I don't get it. But, like, it affected me. So I stopped playing music. But now those same people that are saying that are the reason why I continue to play my music. Like, you just, yeah. you just, there's some shit you just not on, man. Yeah. Like, Same for rap, man. Everybody got that. I've seen the meme a hundred times. Uh, he, he, there's somebody from your your hometown still trying to be a rapper, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the the first off, the amount of insecurity you have to have with yourself to even post something like that right. is the same reason. I don't care uh, about what I'm doing with my music and I don't care what you think because you don't even care. You yeah. probably don't care to listen. Yeah. You do listen. If you care to hate, whatever. Yeah. I, it don't matter. I don't yep. care. <laughs> a click helps. is a click. Uh, at that yeah, point, yeah, whatever exactly. your intentions are at that point. So, um, now nah, yeah, shout out to uh, Gary yeah. Clark Jr., Bright Lights. Yeah, yeah go check that out. Uh, mine, I wasn't very prepared, but uh, I got a Wale song that I really like. Um, it's called Her Wave. Um, Pretty decent song, uh, you know. Wale's uh, everybody know Wale, but I mean he's a different type of dude, man. So this is uh, Wale, her way. Take you out this gear, all the bitches lie. 
fellas We get you off the floor I ain't got no ceilings I don't really know you really But your IG 250, how cool is you? Bravo That's sarcasm and that's my bag And if you not with it, gotta roll I'm too lit for you Cross my heart, I'm four limbs in there about it. Don't talk about it. Social awkward. I'm an introvert. I make it nasty. I make it nasty. I make it come so much it make you mad. I'm talking, uh, uh, get back to back. Daddle like a straight up savage. Got face, body, and mind. Yeah. How many compliments you need today? I won't play. And I keep it wet like a team with some rain delay. Yeah. Underlay. She put her arm on her. Now she trying to skate. Yeah. I'm a little excited, but you not trying to go though we trying to stay Still cool with the young, round the way Still blow tree with the G round the way Tell P, tell me she don't really like the beat Sips, R.I.P. did and found a way Knock your head, knock your head, EBM When the cold weather, but I'm Easter fresh The realest niggas screaming DMV for life When niggas in Dior, you niggas in Dior Don't get my love away Don't get my love away Wale, that's her wave Some cool shit, you know, some chill chill Chill, tranquil shit. But uh, those are the sleeper songs of the week. Um, like I said before, we will definitely be putting links to all those tracks in the description. So feel free to check those out for yourself. Um, last segment of this episode is uh, we ain't have a we had not nah, we had a freestyle. We had two freestyles before, but yeah, I ain't spit I ain't spit a hot hot eight hot sixteen in a minute. So we gonna count on Mr. Roy to give us a fire ass beat. Oh shit. Not to put you on the spot. Let's see. I got it. I hope producers don't get mad. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we don't I want mean, no producers mad at us. Nah, I mean, I got some stuff I'm supposed to be working on, but I'll play some. I'll play something. It's the newest beat I got sent to me. So. All right. And as always, you know, this is just, we freestyle because it's, it's good for the mind. It's good for the soul. We ain't here to judge. You know, we want you to put your, your thoughts and your ideas on wax. So, you know what I'm saying? When y'all can jump it up, I jump in. Yeah. Say, I got a big amount that I don't even count. Click and I send it to savings. Ay, I got a big account. They tried to count me. I watched me invest and then make it. Ay, to the next level, ho. Shit still got levels. So, broke off the block and I grew up. Got about eight seconds, bro. Tell people that you had knew me before I had blew up. Yeah. Uh, hey. Sitting in uptown with two of my finest Crown on my head, that bitch called me her highness Called me Jon Snow, got the black on my back And I specialize in white, but I don't deal with the crack Shout out to my baby, shout out to my lady Gonna put a mixed kid in her hair real wavy Rapping like bird, I'ma have to sing my song all up in your gal, going deep like how it long On my iPhone, six to be exact All about this shit and swinging like a Chicago Cub with his back I'm whack, put it on the rack And when I get that kush, I buy it by the fucking sack Shout out to my plug, keep me well supplied And that shit is fire and I ain't never ever lie
I got a couple of new bros. I got a couple of new flows. And we got a couple of new rows. Yeah. And I'm adding them all to my bank rolls. Huh. RIP for us, since we live and we bless. We just do what we love and we turn it to checks. But if you ain't got no carrots, don't be embarrassed. Money ain't worth more than freedom. If you follow your passion and people start laughing, then fuck them, you really don't need them. Hey. Money trees don't just start dropping leaves. First, you must plant them and water the seeds, bro. Yeah. Planting it like a disease, bro. To my people, no longer got needs, bro. Money, the tool, and never the goal. That's why Kaepernick taking the knees, bro. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I'll give you one more hot. Or not so hot. Lukewarm 16. Step on a stage and spaz like a retard. I don't give a fuck. I get these niggas three or four bars. Pulling in my cruise car. Yes, I am a fucking star. I don't give a fuck. I'm eating chocolate in a peanut bar. Put it in my mouth. Cause I'm from the south I don't give a fuck Slept on my mama couch Now I got my own spot Trying to make this pot hot I don't yeah. give a fuck man Trying to make my spot hot Laying on a fucking cot Staring about the fucking world Think about my fucking girl Like how I'm gonna buy a pearls uh-huh. Gotta make this move Gotta make that Gotta get my shit back Where my niggas L at Where this axe It's UCLA so yes, that was the freestyle segment of the week. Cause we probably won't be doing another freestyle this week. Uh, like I said, we do that. Try to do that every week, just to get some creativity off the chest. Um, this next segment, um, I just recently coined. Shout out to the plug. Um, I need both of y'all to plug any and every project you have going on right now, where they can find it, if it's available, where it's gonna be available, if you're gonna be performing, any and everything you got going on. Please, please, please let the listeners know. I'm gonna start with you, Roy. What's, what's going on with you? Uh, let's see. I got a few songs to drop recently. Damn and Bag. Uh, I got video for Bag coming out as soon as I get it back. I got a video for No In-Between probably coming out this week. That's the last song I released. Um, and then I have a project that I was fortunate enough to be included on with a compilation of Dallas artists um, in the hip-hop scene. Um, we, I don't even know the name of the project yet, but you can follow me on my Twitter or Instagram at Royal Calvin, at the Royal Calvin, and you you can follow up on that. So um, that's the name on all all social social. media platforms. I'm at the Royal Calvin. And where can your music be found? My music can be found anywhere that music is found. So <laughs> uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud is where I get most uh, traffic, but. Uh, any way you want to find it, that's where you can find it. Um, I will say the quality sounds better on iTunes. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so the compilation album, don't know the name of it yet, but it's with uh, a couple of other Dallas artists, Gun Music. Uh, we got on there QP from Dallas. We got uh, a guy named Special Ed Mont. I really like him. He's, he's kind of a a weird artist like myself um, and it's all produced by uh, a guy who helped on Dr. Dre's uh, Compton album named The Dreek so uh, it Dreek. will be pretty cool so uh, look out for that already and um, Zell right. you want to plug? yeah man for, for me it's going to be pretty boring um, like uh, like I said man I'm a, I'm a hippie been a been kind of in my in my sanctuary for the past few years so as far as plugging anything i'm not i have social media and everything like that but i honestly haven't been active on them so for me to give you 
you know, that information right now would be useless. But I will be on a lot of podcasts uh, on the, um, you know, pot takes from, from here on Shout out. Shout out to the pot takes. You know, so I'll have some things to plug for you guys. Uh, you can follow me on Snapchat, though, if you want to. Honestly, it, that's not that that interesting. What I what, The point I'm at right now, guys, is um, I'm about to uh, tip over this pot that I've been stirring up for y'all. You know what I mean? I've been cooking up some gumbo. And before my mom serves up the gumbo, she has to make sure it's absolutely ready. So uh, I'll be uh, within a few weeks. I'll have some, you know, some things to plug in for y'all. I have a lot of, uh, I do a lot of acoustic covers. So uh, my repertoire right now is, you know, growing every day. At any moment, I can turn on the camera and do videos. Um, and so I'm just, I'm coming out of my shell, being a hermit. So actually, this week I'll have all of those social media things up and running, as well as my, uh, you know, my my. Um, Denzel Andrew music page it'll be up and I'll have songs on there as well I have songs recorded and everything it's just nothing I've released to the world yet still stirring that pot but yeah we'll be back I'll talk to y'all again soon it's like I'm talking on the phone <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah Zell's gonna be a recurring guest on the Podtex podcast we hope to get Roy back you know just to kind of kick can kick the shit around a little bit you know mm-hmm. more so of an informal podcast you know so Definitely these two, you'll hear them again on the podcast. Um, once again, you can always follow me on Twitter, Mr. Dre Price. Uh, I think I may get my Instagram back up and running. Uh, it's been a running joke. I'm trying to slim up so I can get 12 likes on the next <laughs> selfie I post. But in the process, you know, I guess I can bring the, bring the Instagram back. Uh, Snapchat is Mr. Dre Price as well. I'm not very active, but I'm going to start being active on that because my nigga Roy just put me on game. And um, the Pottex podcast you can find on Google Play. Uh, please subscribe on either Google Play, follow on SoundCloud, or you can subscribe on the iPhone podcast app, um, which is also iTunes, of course. Um, please subscribe, leave a review if you enjoy what you heard. Um, we'll be up trying to update the, the feed with podcasts you know, at least once or twice a week. Um, so, as always, subscribe and listen. We thank you for listening today. Uh, appreciate y'all, fellas. Uh, Roy Calvin, Denzel Andrew. For blessing the mic on the podcast today. Uh, as always, this was episode four of the Pot Takes Podcast. We are out. Man, hold up, just slow up and show up. You bro up, I'm back up, up in it like that. You know what? I'm so clutch, I don't have to show bucks. They know that I got it like that. Put your favorite artist for some sands. Them drugs really hold them down, 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 down. Man, hold up and slow up and show up. You throw up, I'm back up a minute like damn. You know what? I'm so clutch, I don't have to show bucks. They know that I got it like damn. Book your favorite artist for some sands. Them drugs really hold them down, down, damn, down.